Hello, Femboldeners, and welcome to today's episode. I am really thrilled to be birthing this discussion between Shannon and I into the world because it was so, it was nothing short of miraculous. Honestly, the transmission that you will experience, I can promise you, is beyond the words that took place. There, there's some sort of energetic upgrade that awaits you on the other side. I am so excited to introduce Shannon Centangelo, a women's empowerment mentor guiding wildly passionate women to embrace vulnerability and turn their stories of shame into their stories of power. Shannon is a multidimensional woman, wife, sister, daughter, and friend, a mountain lover, nature dweller, dog mama, and advocate for change. In 2020, Shannon retired from a nine-year career in social work and embarked on what became a public six-month vulnerability spree on social media. Shannon now speaks openly and honestly to being an epilepsy warrior, fighting within, and for her marriage, all while seeking a deeper intimacy with herself and the world around her. A challenger to the status quo, Shannon believes that you have a fire inside of you ready to ignite. Thus, the birthing of her brand, Phoenix Rising a community rooted in vulnerability, empowerment, honesty, and rising together. As an intuitive empath and splenic projector, Shannon is here to illuminate your worthiness and guide you towards empowerment. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to Femboldened, a podcast where inspiration meets aligned action, where science meets spirit, and where you've landed to enliven the bold within you. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone, women's empowerment coach, specializing in helping heart-centered, high achievers like you shatter their personal and professional self-built glass ceilings. Get ready to awaken to your truest potential as we dive deep into the emboldened stories, wisdom, and medicine of our fellow sisters to energize you into living your bold. The question is, are you ready? Let's get started. Emboldened. Hello, hello, Femboldeners. Welcome to today's super special, I'm already getting the chills, amazingly guided, spirit-led, oh, oh my God, like full-blown chills, with my dear soul sister, Shannon Santangelo. She is a women's empowerment guide and mentor, and I am so honored to be sitting down with her today and just seeing what takes place. How are you, Shannon? Hello, Angelica. I am already sitting here, chills as well, and tears. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be here and to be part of this podcast and speaking to you and your wonderful community. Mm. So grateful to have you. Yeah, I'm getting full-blown chills here too. So something, something's going down. Uh, I would love to know. I always like to take the how are you's a step further. I'd love to know what's a lie for you today. Mm, I love that. I love that because I'm feeling the chills too. And I'm like, let's just cut the small talk and go deep, which mm-hmm. is what I'm all about. What is a lie for me today? Ooh. For myself, it has been, I would love to say a couple days, but it has been, I am in a season of shedding and rebirthing who I was, who I am, and just old identities and welcoming and holding a lot of new space. So that is 
currently most alive as I'm looking outside my window in May, what on May, I can't even remember the day with snow falling down and the trees covered in snow. So it is the most beautiful picture of an identity forming that should be, you know, like sunny and blue skies, but it's snowy and it's cloudy. And so leaning into that, there's new, there's new stuff forming and I'm shedding. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it snows here in New York when it's not supposed to as well. <laughs> what, I guess I'm curious to know if you care to share what sort of things, identities, shifts are you experiencing in this new season of yours? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. So I speak a lot to being a vulnerability warrior, which is perfect for your question because I believe there's so much power when you and I can speak from our hearts and not, you know, shed the armor that the world makes us think that we need to carry. And so for a lot of my life, and it's not a bad thing, I just followed along on the journey that was laid out before me. You know, I grew up, went to school, went to college and got a job. And I had this identity that really was built on external forces. And so over the past, I would say I've been on this vulnerability spree for six months. And um, mm-hmm. I know you and I briefly shared just everything about my life and who I am and what I've gone through. It's just out there. And so the identity is really grieving the journey that I walked for, let me see, until I was, I'm 32, until I was 31 years old. just spending all that time thinking, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. And being in a space where, wow, like I feel really, can I curse? Like I feel really really fucking good about who I am and where I'm at. And I really want to smile and show other women that that's possible. And at the same time, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of grieving and Mm -hmm holding both polarities is okay. So giving myself the grace and being able to speak to like you and I are worthy, right. Of giving ourselves grace and being human, you know, which I know you've told me even before. So I'm definitely in that identity shift of holding so much, so much love, so much celebration, so much joy, and also just grieving, you know, as the snow falls down, as I'm welcoming in summer, like saying about a winter, you know, just there's so much new birthing. Mm, That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Mm. You know, it's, it's interesting. And I, I can completely resonate as, as many of our, of my listeners could probably also resonate to this grieving that takes place with a shift in identity and, and the most obvious for me and the most recent one is shifting into the archetype of mother uh, with, with Ezzy's birth in, in November. And it's, it's truly the strangest identity shift I've ever had because it was so dramatic and so swift at the same time. You know, one moment you are you and then in literally a heartbeat, you're a mom, you're a mom, you're a parent. Um, so l- reflecting back on who I was without him, 
And I, I would not change my life one bit, but it's drastically different. And, you know, there's no turning back, which is a beautiful reflection uh, of, you know, how we can choose in, in other areas of our life. We can choose that to be so as well. That line in the sand, there's no turning back. This is who I am now. I'm grateful for the person I was. I'm grateful for the lesson she's taught me but I'm moving forward. I'm choosing to move, to move into and shift into a new identity, which really in the grand scheme of things is your authentic identity, right? It's just shedding, as you mm-hmm. said, these layers to get back to the core root of our authentic selves and thriving from that authenticity once found as we find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you almost. Yeah. That line in the sand moment. And I, I never saw it. I never saw it coming. You know, there's been times where I feel like right now I'm consciously going through this rebirth, but I just, I never saw how definitive and how big it would be and having so many hopes for the future as you know, I'm sure in different ways you could identify with your son, you know, this line in the sand moment and you feel so much, there's so much love you're holding so much mm-hmm. and it gets to be this really beautiful moment where I don't think people talk about it enough. I think there's a gap in that conversation of there's so much power in shedding. There's so much growth and power in like the line in the sand moments that can feel really scary and really like, what is going on? Who am I? You know, but like you said, like you're stepping into who you truly are and your authenticity and your authentic worth and your power and capability. Absolutely. And and I don't know about you, but certainly in those moments or shortly after those line in the sand moments, I'm greeted with the support from the universe unlike ever before. And it in the moment, you, you know, you've it feels scary as you as you shared and and who the hell am I to make this decision? But all of a sudden it's like, yeah, that was the right decision. Here's here's that client that you were, you've been calling in this whole time. You actually, you did, you did the work, you, you made the choice. You had, you chose radical self-trust, for example, and, and all these other little signs. I just signed on a, a dream client last week and she has been getting signs from the universe like crazy. And I'm, I'm just laughing today. She sent me a message and said, look who I found. And it was a salamander which I think, yeah, in New York state, they're starting to breed. It's becoming breeding season. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. But the salamander that she found was the exact species that I did my master's thesis on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. So I just had to laugh. And of course the salamanders have the the symbolic meaning of intuition and psychic ability and the ability to flow and, and metamorphosis. Cause they start off as, as larvae, like tadpoles and frogs do. Um, so it was just too funny. And I, I, I am so giddy for, with excitement for her because I know exactly what that feels like having taken, having taken aligned action, I'll, albeit scary, and being greeted with embrace on a spiritual level is is unlike anything I've ever experienced, separate from at birthing as the into this world. Yeah. Oh, I'm so with you. It sounds like she she is right where she needs to be and has been divinely guided by the universe, which I know you and I have and most everybody. Um 
Man, yeah, I'm getting chills. Oh my goodness, Angelica, we like are going there so soon, and I'm so yep. here for it. <laughs> yeah, cutting, <laughs> cutting through. So, so let's let's talk about it. What is what? Let, well, one, maybe we can have this gap in the conversation if you have um, have an idea of where you want it to start. How does that feel? Sure. Yeah. Awesome. So. I think we both took a drink together, didn't we? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those of you not I listening, mean, we're trying a new thing where we're not looking at each other. We've got our videos off on on Zoom, and we both took a sip at the same time of water. So dropping into the energy without seeing yeah. one another. I like it's it. beautiful. Thank you for this invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess. Let's let's talk about those line in the sand moments. When you said it, it came out of nowhere for you, it wasn't what you expected. Could you dive more into that and, and share maybe your experience? Yeah, I'll give a little backstory to my journey. That would be helpful. Um, so I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I am a women's empowerment guiding mentor. If someone on the street were to ask me, "Who, who are you? What do you do?" You know, I would say, "I'm a woman." Um, a sister, a wife, a daughter, a friend, my favorite, a vulnerability warrior. And I birthed Phoenix Rising, which is my brand, my baby, really. I mean, I know your business isn't supposed to be your baby, but I mean, a little bit she is. And so (laughs) Phoenix Rising started Shortly after I retired from being a social worker, I was a social worker for nine years and I officially retired this past October. So I think it's six months. Holy moly. And what's transpired for me is I graduated college 2011. And then in 2016, I had what I would now call my quarter century life crisis. I was 25 years old and really, really deeply just struggling and being in social work, being in helping field. I thought I was going through burnout, which is a very valid thing. Mm -hmm. And I felt really, really lost. I felt confused. I felt which, oh my goodness, so so many women that I talked to at one point and another felt unworthy, incapable. And Two years later, I felt the same thing. And I had just left. My husband and I had decided to leave Denver. We were tired of the city. We wanted a simpler life. We wanted to be as close as we could to nature and the mountains. And so we picked up everything. I left a really cushiony, comfortable job at a hospital at that time. And my partner, who has been an entrepreneur for 10 years, left his market, you know, where he was living, doing his business. And we had very little money saved and we bought a house with everything that we could possibly put into it. Mm -hmm. And so I felt really burnt out. I was really scared to go back into social work. I felt really, really um, compassion fatigued and I had no friends and I had nobody around me. I had my partner, we had each other, very little resources. And I remember I would just go, I would go by myself and I would walk in nature. I would bring my, one of my dogs and 
I would just close my eyes and ask for like, please universe. And it was always the, I, that was the first time that year in 2019, I started speaking to the universe and I would like sage. And that's why before you and I started this recording, I say, I might be a minute late. I just need to close my eyes. And I'm over here, like closing my eyes, lighting sage and mm-hmm. young. So I had thought, you know, 2016, 2018, I kept thinking I wasn't capable. I wasn't worthy of being a social worker. It was too hard. I was burnt out. And then I started immersing myself outside. Nature is my medicine. And I got really, really quiet. I stripped myself down of every single societal thing I could cling to. Money, community, a job, a career. I didn't have any friends around me. You know, we we didn't go out on dates for months and months and months. You know, all I had was myself and my skin, you know, and a wonderful supportive partner. I'm really grateful for that. But it was the first time I realized, you know, like, what do I want? You know, like, who am I? And so 2018 was the line in the sand moment, but a very faint line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And so... I, in 2019, I went and applied to be a certified coach to get my certification. And side note, plug, you do not need a certification to be a coach (laughs) or a guide. And so um, this is a long drawn out version. But after that, I found myself in child welfare, which was the most rewarding, difficult job. And I started guiding and facilitating groups of people through vulnerable conversations and fell in love with it. Absolutely fell in love with it and let, you know, kind of coaching, mentoring fall to the wayside because I needed to go on that journey. But the same thing happened. I kept having this blaring horn at this point that wasn't burnout, that wasn't, I am not worthy. I am not capable. I can't hold this. And instead it was you were made for more than this. You were made to guide women on the journeys that you've been through, guide them through resiliency and feeling empowered and feeling loved and feeling intimate with their bodies. And so that was the moment. And so in 2020, with a really, really, really grateful full heart, I retired and was just like, you know what? I am here. I'm not burnt out. I'm just ready and I'm Mm -hmm. worthy. That is so amazing. You know, hearing your story, hearing your story is amazing. And it's, and I want to share that it's, it's empowering me even more so. Uh, I guess for, for one reason is our, our journeys are more similar than I guess I I remembered or I recalled Um, even down to like dates. (laughs) which is very, really eerie. Mm. Um, (laughs) um, So I I also, I had my spiritual awakening in 2018, in the fall of 2018, after my husband and I got married and I shared with him, you know, listen, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I don't like what I'm doing. I was experiencing that same burnout. Um, I felt like I was the only one doing, going above and beyond for, for my job at the expense of, of myself and my own interests. Um, and you know, that's, that led to my spiritual awakening. Same thing. I was saging everything, reading all the books that I could, my intuitive gifts opened up like crazy. I 
left my job in medicine in 2019, but then, you know, I, I kind I would say quickly, I quickly, quickly returned to medicine part-time at least, um, later that fall and left again this past fall. But I, until hearing your story, or I should now, or I should say now that I have heard your story, I'm planning on using the word retired from medicine mm-hmm. because that gives it a sense of completeness. And it's not that I'm not grateful for my time in medicine. It's not that I'm not grateful for my education and my experience, but it's complete. Mm-hmm. I don't intend on, on going back because just like you said, I, I had that same whisper of there's more for you. You're not, you know, I wasn't utilizing my gifts to the greatest ability. And yeah, I could touch many lives, but I couldn't transform them. I couldn't move them the way I I needed to. And now, and I'm sure you feel the same way in the positions we've created for ourselves. We, we can transform lives that not only amplify our talents, our gifts, our skills, our God-given beauty <laughs> and magnificence and magic, but we can do so in a way that feels nourishing for us and it, it and easy. It's easeful. Easeful. Yeah. Yeah. And congratulations to your retirement. Oh, thank you. I'm going to have to go get a cake. <laughs> yes. And celebrate, which I know so many of us do not do enough. That's a whole nother conversation. I can Oh my gosh. Into, yeah. 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 No. And I realized that a few weeks ago, I realized I never celebrated my new job ever. So I went and got ice cream. I've got a thing for ice cream. I did mm-hmm. want to, I did want to speak to, I, I, you had mentioned it briefly, but having gone, gone through these transformations, having the support of your partner, what did that look like inside? Cause I, you know, certainly my choices and how I made them looked a different way in my marriage. And I'm just curious for, for individuals who are experiencing this, their own transformations, their own awakenings. It was, it was difficult for me looking back to support myself and, and my husband as I was making this transformation and to make him feel safe when I was doing things that weren't necessarily feeling safe, right? Because that's what leaps are. So I'm curious to know what that looks like for you two. Yeah. Thank you. That's a beautiful question. I have been thinking about this more because I'm taking ownership and I feel maybe recognizing that my partner, Stephen and I have a very unique experience through this and unique I mean enough to go as far as like him and I met in a parking lot one day like nine years ago so keep that in mind um (laughs) when I was going through this journey when I started speaking to the universe I was lucky enough to have a partner that was and is very open very supportive very open-minded if you would say my favorite term very woo woo. And I love it. And that's who (laughs) we are, you know, like, let's just embrace that. And so 2018 was the beginning of the spiritual awakening, but I didn't start a practice. I didn't have, you know, my own rituals until 2020. 
And so the best point of view I can explain this from is a little bit from his is that a few years ago and he would be so he's a vulnerability warrior too. So mm-hmm. he'll be okay sharing this. So a couple of years ago, he had a very profound, potent spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and he would talk to me about it. And it was very, very uncomfortable for me. And mm-hmm. I want to say that because I think that's sometimes how partners can react depending on who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's mm-hmm. something that's really foreign, right? It can be really foreign and really hard to explain what you're going through. That's why for myself, I've shared these things. I've shared these experiences, you know, speaking to my ancestors or seeing things when I'm, you know, on a path in the trees, which has happened to me. I share them at first in very safe spaces, you know, like here, like on your podcast. And so with you, and so it is something that is very vulnerable, very powerful, and it's been really important for me to have safety around speaking to it. And I'll, I say that to, you know, friends, clients, with anything that's vulnerable, it's really important to have a safe space. Mm-hmm. So in my, in my relationship at first, from his point of view, when he was telling me about it, it was really hard. And through, you know, the support of our, what my partner calls our, our uh, therapy ninja, our therapist, <laughs> it was really <laughs> helpful to have somebody guide us through, you know, what's going on and how can him and I talk about it in a way that doesn't make the other person feel like they're missing something, right? Because mm. everybody has their own journey. And I think a lot of times for me, it felt like I'm without, like I'm missing something in myself. And it's not true. You know, it's just, I, my line in the sand moment didn't, hadn't yet come, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the best way that's tangible, that's really what Phoenix Rising is all about to explain that to other people is, you know, you have a fire inside of you that's been trying to ignite your entire life. And it's okay that you're fire your flame is trying to spark it's okay I feel like the responsibility that us as women however you identify have is to see that flame see that Mm -hmm. opportunity to awaken yourself whether spiritually in any sort of capacity that's the responsibility that we have and it's possible to ignite your flame and be able to rise through feeling worthy, feeling capable, feeling powerful. And so I always talk about ignite, rise and burn and Phoenix rising. And the burn part is my most favorite because it means being able to rise and burn so strong that you're holding this torch. Right. And so part of that, my torch that came, you know, my partner was holding a torch for me, the people in my life, that I really needed, like you, the community, the people I've barely met yet, they're holding a torch. And so you get to a point where you're burning so bright and you're holding this torch and the women around you, the strangers you got to meet, like you're passing that flame and that torch to that other sister, that other human. And the beauty about it is you don't take away from your own. And there's like a gap there. There's a lack there. There's this comparison there. But a spiritual awakening is not something that people have to go through or speak about alone, you know, and we're able to do it and right, raise each other up without taking away anybody else's flame, you know? 
So that's kind of the most tangible way I can speak to what was going on and how it felt and like where I am now and why I'm here and why I am here to do this work and guide. Cause there gets to be more than, you know, going at it alone, right? Like we get to be femme boldeners, right? You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. That was so profound. I'm, I'm cold all over. Mm. Got the chills all over. I I really <laughs> cannot thank you enough for sharing your side too while Steven was going through. I shouldn't say going through. That makes it sound like it's painful experiencing mm. his own awakening, you know, and and it's helpful for me because I I was the one quote unquote going first in in our marriage. And there were there was points in time where we didn't know what we were going to look like on the other side of it, or if we were going to be a we on the other side of it. And it was extremely yeah. lonely. And there was one point where Chris was concerned for my, my health because here I am speaking to his water cells. I had read the, the, the story goes, I had read this book. It's called the messages in water. And it's all about mm. how the water crystals hold images and, and, you know, respond to energy and all that. So I was talking to the water cells in his body because I was really excited about this as it's where science met the woo-woo and I could put them together. Two things I really loved that were at odds with each other in society were making sense to me. And uh, so, yeah, I was speaking to the water cells in his body and he, he gently pushed me away and he said, something's wrong. I think you have a tumor. I think you have a brain tumor because I was experiencing the same things. I was seeing, seeing things and tasting sounds and everything was, was, you know, all congealed because I, I was seeing past the matrix as I like to say. And it was very lonely until I, you know, found some people in my community that could help me understand what was going on. But up until recently, it's, it's, it's kind of been a tender thing to talk about, you know, and he's, he's been very open since day one um, and has always been supportive of me, but it's, it's that fear. And, and I, I can understand this of what, well, what would they think? You know, what would, Mm -hmm. what would they think? Who, what would my friends think? And um, oh, anyways, I'm, I'm getting on a little tangent here, but I can't thank you enough for, for hearing what it was like for you to, to be the one to go next and, and having that perspective and, and that image of all of us holding a torch to everybody else. It reminds me of, oh gosh, was it who said this? And you'll, you'll know, I feel like, you know, this, um, we're here to, we're all here to lead each other home. Mm. Who said that? Not Rumi. Why can't I think? Um, I'm not recalling it, but the word home, I love that. Yeah. I'll have to look it up and I'll put it in, in our intro. (laughs) And it's a shedding, right? It's a shedding of ourselves as individuals. And when we are in relationship with other people, it is a shedding of the identity of who Mm -hmm. you, you were, who my partner and I were and who we are. And I'm now accepting that it's a constant shedding, right? It's like a Phoenix, you know, it's constant, you know, we are so multi-layered and multi-passionate and dynamic that nothing powerful and potent 
is ever able to stay Mm -hmm. in one place ever you know there's so many cocooning and birthings and so having a partner that you know hearing you speak to yours and mine like having somebody who feels safe and open even when it's scary you know is Mm -hmm. really supportive and I mean a partner doesn't have to be you know and intimate relationship I mean like anybody having support is such a strength a guide a mentor a healer in your corner a friend you know it's so so important to not do this alone and I spent so so long thinking that I had to hide and I Mm. six months ago just I'm not able to do it I can't do it anymore you know Oh, absolutely. I know once you come, once you come out of the broom closet, as as I say, as I term it, there's like no turning back. It, it's, it becomes, you know, the, just that one step out, it, it, you, you finally put on the hat that feels good for you. That is you. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to put on another hat ever again. It just, I, I, I have written down in my I recently made a job description for my business so that whenever I felt in fear and I was falling into the shoulds of what I learned from everybody else in the world, that I could turn back to it and and see, no, that's not how it is. And mm. um, one of the, I lost my train of thought here. One of the notions in, oh, there it is. The, one of my, my, one of the points in my job description for my business is that I only receive opportunities that make me feel expansive. I do not receive opportunities that shrink me down. Wow. And and that's, and, and, you know, it's, it's amazing. You can feel that right away when, when there's something that comes up and you think, well, I really should do this. And every, you know, I shouldn't say everybody, but those around you say, yeah, they would be perfect for that. And it's really needed. And it just doesn't, you know, you get that contraction and you know, it's, it's you shrinking down. It's, it's not exactly you, even though you could be good at it. So yeah, going on a tangent there, but thank you for, for diving deeper. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's so helpful to have community and community can be one person that one safe, safe person. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised yeah. too. I, I want to speak to, you know, you'd be surprised how many individuals when you do share who you are in an authentic way say, oh yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> of course. You know, my, my girlfriends from college, when I said, yeah, guys, I'm actually really psychic and I'm kind of a medium. They're like, well, yeah, okay. That makes sense. You know, (laughs) nobody was surprised by it. Um, so, so yeah, I just wanted to add that for those who need the courage to really be who they are. I was thinking about that earlier today, how, how, in this day and age, and and my hope for the future is that this changes, but in this day and age, how it's actually bold to self-expression is bold. And, and I, I, I believe in a world and I hope we're coming in on it soon where self-expression is the norm. I am here for that. Yeah. And I agree. You'd be surprised on how many people, it's not that scary. And on how many people say me too, you know, from my experience. I mean, I went, oh my goodness, I went 22 years not telling the world that I live with epilepsy, right? Mm -hmm. I went so long saying my marriage almost fell apart and then fell back together, talking Mm -hmm. about my struggles with body image and 
self-worth. And I'm like, I went so long denying myself of that expansiveness, expansion, like you said, the evolution. And so you and I get to go first, right? You and I are holding those torches and yeah, I'm standing with you. I'm receiving it. I'm ready for it. I do think the universe, I think women especially are no longer wanting to keep their heads down and their mouths shut. And I think there is a whole, whole movement of all kinds of spiritual awakenings and worthiness that people are stepping into, especially after, you know, just the seasons of change that people have gone through over this past year and a half. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I I spoke to before, you know, at the end of 2019, I was sharing mostly with my husband, how I felt like 2020 was going to be, you know, was going to be a big year. I said, something big is going to happen. Government's going to change the you know, education is going to change all of that. And what he heard was it's going to be a big year. So when COVID hit and of course, you know, we find out that we're expecting the day they shut all the schools down in New York state. But he's like, well, I thought you said it was supposed to be big. I'm like, I said big, I didn't say great. But as I, as I was sharing with my clients and everybody else, 2020 really serves as like a demolition day, right? You can't, you, you can't restructure something without first tearing it down. And I think we had to experience that. And I say that with, with as much grace and, and love to those who have been significantly impacted by COVID, what, you know, whether it be losing loved ones or you losing their jobs and, and really being tried and tested. My, my love is, is extending out to them. Um, but you know, it's still, it's what we had wasn't working and it's, it's seems to be recalibrating and restructuring to, to our needs. And my hope is that it continues to do so. Fell on another tangent again. I guess I have a lot to say today. Uh. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm I'm right there with you. There's so much, there's so much, there's so much love. There's so much empathy. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. then there's also so much opportunity and shifting. It's yeah, it's demolition. It's never going to be the same, and mm-hmm. that gets to be the way it is now. And whether that's good or bad or happy or sad, no matter how people are going to look at it, there's we're all we've all shed. We're all evolving, and we're moving forward different. Mm-hmm. And and what a beautiful reflection around the topic that we're discussing is the shedding of self as well, right? We, we often go through these periods of discomfort and there are our own demolition days. And there's, as you were, you were um, speaking to this earlier without actually saying these words, but there's such power that comes along with sharing your story, sharing what you hold to be, sometimes the most vulnerable, as long as you're sharing so in an empowered way, when you speak that truth, when you say, just like your story, when you share of your epilepsy status, you and it's outside of you, as soon as you share it, you realize, oh, wait, that wasn't me all along. There's, there's more to me than just this experience, this diagnosis, this story. 
And it really becomes an invitation to see who you truly are and step into you. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's not as scary on the other side, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, as, it's not as, it's not as scary. And I think people need to hear that a whole lot more, you know, obviously, you know, as you touched on as well, obviously there's work, there's shadow work to be done in safe spaces. I'm not just telling everybody to go out and say every single vulnerable thing that they've hidden about themselves or don't speak to on social media. Like I have, you know, you can find me on there. It's, it's everywhere. Um, I'm just an open book at that point. Um, but there is power in speaking, you know, that thing that you want to be able to tell your partner that you haven't or family member. Oh my goodness. There were so many conversations with my family. I love you all so much. And so, you know, just being able to speak your truth and however big or small that is, it's, I want to say it's addicting because it, it kind of, it is, it is. No, I'm so glad you said it because I've been wanting to say it, but it is. Yes. It's better than sugar. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> and I'm a sweet person. I'm a sweet person. I did not just have a thing of marshmallows before I have done. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. It absolutely is addicting. And it's it's sort of like for those who like to work out, right? There is always more. You can always add weights and beat your PR. It's kind of that's how I see it. It's kind of the same way for me at least. I can there's always another layer. And instead mm-hmm. of getting frustrated, I've reached the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, another opportunity for growth. This is great. Yeah. It doesn't That's always look like that when I'm in it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I welcome the discomfort. I swim towards it. Yeah. Almost like I think about it as show me what I'm afraid of. Show me my edge and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll jump through it. And then there's always another one to find. Show me my edge. Oh, I'm going to ask that question tomorrow so I can get some sleep tonight. But yeah, show me my edge. I love that. <laughs> what? Okay, well, let me back up a little bit. I'm curious to know, can you, and, and this, for some people, this isn't definitive. Can you go back to a point in time where you made one bold decision? Or maybe it was six months ago. Was it? And, and yeah, perhaps it was six months ago when you made that one bold decision that radically shifted your life that brought you to where you are in May of 2021. Mm. There's been a lot of bold decisions. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I would say the boldest decision I have made, and you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit earlier. Um, what first came to mind would be deciding to go to therapy in my marriage a couple years ago. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm like, mm, Shannon, what about yourself? Like, let's just think about myself. You know, I'm just going to talk in third person here. And then immediately I was like, Oh no, 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 no. So probably the boldest decision, the boldest decision I made up until this point in my life was to go public about living with and being diagnosed with epilepsy. And I mm. did that in November. I did it shortly, like 30 days or so after I had left um, social work. And at the time I worked for the government, I worked for um, the county in social work. And so 
it was it, I didn't feel safe I kind of minimized myself and feel like I couldn't ever speak about it and so I was tired of it mm-hmm. and so that was the moment where I shared with everybody social media that I had epilepsy and friends who knew me that didn't know and I was tired of hiding and that was the bold moment that led me to then speak about every single thing that felt vulnerable in my life mm-hmm. and it was post after post that it was epilepsy and then the next post would be about something else and then this and that and then the next and I did it for about a couple months every single thing I wrote about was a new layer of myself that I was mm-hmm. uncovering for people and, my, and me and it was healing with tons of like work and therapy prior you know and so yeah. I could no longer hide I could no longer not you know I spent years being told oh you're a party pooper you need to enjoy your life or why don't you drink more take a shot and it was I let that be me and instead it was no guys like I can't stay out late like I have to get sleep or I will have a seizure I can't take Mm -hmm. a shot because alcohol affects me over twice as much as it affects you and I will have a seizure You know, I can't wake up and take that really early flight to go on spring break because I need to get sleep or I will have a seizure, you know? And so I was just so sick of minimizing myself and I just needed to be free of who I was. That was a bold moment. Yeah. It certainly was. Wow. Whew, tingles. Yeah, you know what? The guy... As I was talking, the sky just cleared and the snow stopped and the sun came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I got goosebumps. I call those truth bumps. Mm. Yeah. Truth bumps. Okay, so for those who are on the precipice of a bold decision, who are in between the I'm scared and the F yes, what, what wish, or I guess, what would you wish for them in that moment? What either words of wisdom or magic would you bestow upon them to push them over the edge, mm. push them over their edge, right? That I guess that's, that's better, better said. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be a question. I mean, there's all the, I could say all the words of wisdom and, be your hype, be everyone's hype squad all day long. But I mean, the question is that you would have to, you have to ask yourself, what's your other option? You know, what's your other option? What does your life look like a month, six months, a year from now, if you don't? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm glad you, sp- you, you shared that. I think that was the question I asked myself before it's the question I ask myself now on a daily basis before I make a bold move. But, you know, back, back then when I, when I quit, when I tried to retire from medicine the first time, (laughs) you know, it was, well, where do I want my life to go? Is this, is this what I want forever? So that's the perfect question. Where do I want to be a month from now? Six months, how much more, I mean, the time, I speak to this a lot with my own clients. Time is non-renewable. Mm-hmm. What do you plan on doing with it? Mm-hmm. I love that. 
Speaking of magic, I'd love to know, I mean, I've been in your energy. I'm so glad we're having this conversation because getting to know you on a deeper level is, is truly a pleasure. I'd like to know how, how you perceive your own magic. Mm, I'm glad that you saved this question for now, because that's the most difficult question for me to answer for you all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. How about this? We can have fun with it. So it doesn't seem, seem as. No, uh, let's go. I can go. I can go. I can go. go Okay. All right. Okay, because I was gonna say we can always shit. You can always tell me if your magic or if your essence was um, a song or Mm. an object. What would it be? Or smell? Mm. Anything? Anything tangible? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think five minutes ago I just said, "Show me my edge and let me walk there and go over it." So let me just practice what I preach for you Ah! and myself and everybody. Beautiful. I love it. I won't. Yeah, I won't let myself slide under the radar with that one. But there are a lot of songs that pick me up. Um, like Maggie Rogers' Back in My Body would be my anthem if I had to have mm. one. So uh, I would say my magic, my essence, how I perceive it finally after all of this time is the word that's coming to my mind to say is like my home and if I were to, I mean, I would answer it in two parts, like how I perceive my magic for myself and other people. For myself, it's powerful. It's soft and really hard. It's laughter and tears and it's unique. I'm a um, Enneagram force. I'm the individualist, so unique. <laughs> and so it's proud and resilient. And how I perceive my magic to be for the rest of the world. Everybody is needed and like a light, like a torch. Um, That's what I hope to leave on this world, a legacy, a light, a torch to guide other people. And one that's welcoming and vulnerable. I really pride myself on being a leader who is somebody that, you know, where's my heart on my sleeve to an extent, there are certain parts of me that are sacred, you know, that not everybody gets to see, but I really believe in the power of being able to show people that I am human. And yes, I'm stepping into bold and extraordinary things, but I too feel so much of what you may feel and you are bold and extraordinary too. I just love you so much. I, I, mm. I was trying to think as you were talking and I was like, man, how, how would I describe her essence? And as you're talking, I just feel like, you, and there could certainly be more words and English is just such a limiting language. And I feel that's, that's the case for many languages. However, you're just this beacon of safety, this, this bucket of permission, <laughs> for everyone who crosses your path and such a genuine cheerleader for not only those in your circle, but for everyone on this earth walking right now. Cause you see, you not only see the best for them, but you believe that they too can believe in themselves. And that is such a rare, 
a rarity in this world. And, and I wanted to celebrate, take a moment and just celebrate you for who you are and everything that you bring to this planet. You're, you are literally an angel. <laughs> I know I said it earlier today, but you're an angel. Thank you. And I'm saying thank you when my first response would be to deflect and mm-hmm. say how wonderful and amazing and all the things I think you are. And mm-hmm. I want to add that because it's really hard to receive love and compliments and celebrations of ourselves, of myself, and leave it at that. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say thank you with chills and tears in my eyes, which I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want you to receive it. And so I, I'm so glad you added that because it's something I fall into as well. And that I'm, it fills my heart to know that you're receiving it and allowing it to, to be internalized. That's more than I could ever ask for. So thank you for thanking me mm-hmm. and thanking yourself. Oh oh my gosh, this is such a beautiful conversation. I want to know now that everybody knows how beautiful you are, what's ahead for you? What's, what's going on? What's in store for those who are interested in you and Phoenix rising and your, your magic? Yeah. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I am smiling so hard. So yeah, I am in the process of speak as we've spoken, you know, I've mentioned tidbits here on the women I'm in community with clients I work with. So right now I have a three month one-to-one empowered women mentorship program and it's amazing. I love it. And I am in the process, oh my goodness, I just sent revisions, Angelica, to my music producer. Holy heck, I love uh, music producer. Oh so my gosh, I am launching. You. Yeah, I am launching the Phoenix Rising podcast, which is <laughs> going to be a community for women who feel deeply, who are ready to break the rules and turn stories of shame that we hold unworthiness into strength and power and a space where we can talk and ignite together and hold the torch and pass the torch. And I am so excited about it. And I'm so excited for it. And it's coming up soon, right? Oh my goodness. My goal has been to launch in May. So my goal is to launch this month and I'm giving myself grace. So it might be like first week of June, but it's launching in the next few weeks. Yay! Oh, congratulations. It's so exciting. And I'm telling you out loud first. I know that you know because I've been talking about it. But I haven't said it to like the bigger world. So your podcast will be the first to hear it. That <laughs> I'm honored. I'm, yeah, that I am building and launching my first women's group, which is going to be mm-hmm. a eight-week program to support women to being vulnerability warriors in a space of doing it together. I am so excited about groups. It's what I have most experience in, most heart in. And mm-hmm. I am, there's just so much power in community. And I know you and I, you know, have been able to be in a space of receiving that. And I just, 
I just need to pay. I just, I need to, I want to, I'm called to pay it forward. Mm, This group is just in for an amazing adventure. Uh, I'm so excited. Thank you for sharing. I'm, I'm honored that this was the first public announcement. And when, when are you, when is that group program? When are you thinking it'll start to launch? Yeah. I love the timelines. Oh my goodness. I just need them. I love them. I work well (laughs) under like a healthy amount of procrastination and pressure. So Mm. (laughs) my goal is to launch it and have it start the end of June, first week of July. So I'm talking like less than two months to have all of us together speaking and being in community. So this is amazing. I can, I can taste it. Oh, Mm. so kind of along the same lines, if someone is interested in finding you either working with you or just really being in your essence, where can they find you? Yeah, that's, and that's my favorite part. Like you and I are doing now speaking mm-hmm. with one another, learning about each other's journeys. That's my favorite part. So I oh, yeah. can be found on social media at Shan Santangelo. It's a tongue twister. So it's at S-H-A-N-S-A-N-T-A-N-G-E-L-O. The person who has my full name, I won't give their handle away, has not responded to my private message requesting them if they ever want to change it to let me know and I'll take it. So right now it's (laughs) it's at Shan Santangelo. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) And you can find me, you can find me on Facebook, Shan and Santangelo. I'm pretty much all over Instagram now. That's kind of my Mm -hmm. sweet spot. And I don't have, I don't have a website. Goes to show that you can do this without a website at first and do it your own way. Yes, absolutely. I was just having that conversation with a previous client earlier this afternoon. You do not need to do all the things that you think you need to do in order to be successful. Those are just distractions. Mm -hmm. Shannon, it's been a profound, I was going to say pleasure, but it's been it's been a journey in and of itself to have this discussion with you. And I'm, I'm so grateful, not only for this experience, but so appreciative of, of you and, and this opportunity that I get to be, be with you and have, having gotten to meet you and, and just know you. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And I am so grateful. I am so grateful. That's the words coming to mind today. Grateful. Emboldened.